0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Back to Basic. I am Danielle, your host, and this week we have another solo episode, another you and me and getting back to the basics together. So I'm going to keep this little intro on the shorter side this week because I really want to get into the meat Of this episode. I guess that's what you would call it, right? The intro is the bread, the outro is the bread, and the middle would be the meat of the sandwich, which is the podcast. So I wanna get into the salami of this week. I am really excited about this week's episode, mostly because it's a topic that has really been on my mind. And you know, it's my podcast, so I get to tell you what's been on my mind and hope that it has also been on your mind and that maybe it helps you to know that you're not alone. Maybe you learned something, you know, we're getting back to the basics here, right? Like I said, keeping this intro super short so we can just get into it this week. I hope that you have had a good week and I hope that you are ready to get back to basic. Okay, so like I said, this is going to be another week of you and I getting back to the basics together. And the thing that I really wanna talk about this week is social media and this thing that I have learned that is called doom scrolling or doom surfing. Basically, the reason I wanted to talk about this, and I have talked about social media anxiety a bit on the podcast. Um, But I kind of wanted to dive a little bit more into it because I had this like little realization this past weekend. And the little realization was that I tend to put a lot into social media, I tend to have a lot of anxiety about. About those things. And and the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I kind of had this like little realization this weekend, which I've known that I spend too much time on my phone. I mean, we all do, right? It's a product of our generation. It's a product of 2020, whatever you want to call it. But I kind of realized um, some stuff about myself and that maybe I need to step back from that more than I do. And maybe I put too much weight on the aspects of social media that are not the best. You know, the comparison and just trying to keep up with people. I think I've talked about that a lot on my podcast and I speak with amazing people and we always kind of touch on that aspect because it is such a heavy and prevalent part of our lives and I wanted to do kind of a solo episode where I talk a little bit more about that and also kind of share some stuff that I've learned about it in hopes that it helps you, or maybe you don't feel alone because we all experience it. So that being said, um, we all know that social media is great and there's so many positive aspects of it, right? And for me, I really appreciate the community, the connection, the things like that, that really come with social media. You know, I get to kind of keep up with people in my life that I maybe don't talk to all the time or maybe who live far away. I get to cheer on the people I love and celebrate them their accomplishments you know their life steps and goals things like that and you know who doesn't love a really pretty picture right like of course obviously i'm talking about instagram here but it's all over we have facebook twitter snapchat tiktok All of it. So there's a lot of fun aspects and good aspects of social media. The original intent of social media was to connect people, right? Like in 2004, when Mark Zuckerberg created Facebook, the original intent was to connect Harvard students with one another. But in the same realm, there was also this aspect of comparison right from the get go. You know, basically, right before Facebook had started, Zuckerberg created Face Mash, which was a website where students could vote on which of two randomly selected Harvard women was more attractive. Um, Obviously, that was very short lived. It was very popular. And that is what led him to create Facebook. So you can't help but wonder there, right? Like, what was the original intent of Facebook? It was to connect people. But I mean, his first draft, if you will, was also about literally comparing people to one another based on their looks. And if you really think about it, what is social media now? Social media is connection and community, but a lot of it is comparison. A lot of it is looking for the attention and looking for the validation. I mean, we have likes, we have, you know, on Facebook now, all the reactions you can do, the crying faces, the hearts, whatever it may be. And when you post a photo, You look for the likes, you look for the validation. You want people to like it and to like you. And, you know, it's a good thing when it comes to sharing what you're doing and, you know, maybe your project or your business. Of course, I love it. Over the years, it has led to an increase in mental health issues within the population that uses it. If you've seen the Netflix documentary, I touched on it in a previous episode. It's called Social Dilemma. It is a really, really good, high-opening documentary about what social media is and how it kind of controls us even when we don't think it does. And I think that's kind of, you know, bringing it back, I think that's kind of the realization that I had recently. I let these outside sources, whether it is social media or other outside sources, which I'm not going to get into, but I let these outside sources control me more than I should. And I let them affect me more than I should. And I know I'm not alone in that. And that's why we're getting back to the basics about it. Social media has been linked to anxiety in many, many ways, right? We are social creatures and we thrive on connecting with people. And those connections obviously have a huge impact on our mental health and happiness. Um, Obviously, we rely on social media in today's world to do that, especially recently, Now, I did some research on this, as always, when we get back to the basic of something. And there is some research about what social media can cause negatively, but because it is fairly new, there's not as much research necessarily to establish the long-term consequences. But there are multiple studies that have suggested that heavy social media use leads to an increased risk of depression, anxiety, loneliness, self-harm, and other really negative things. Social media can promote negative experiences such as inadequacy about your life or appearance, which we just you know kind of touched on with the original face mash concept. But people are looking at your pictures, they're liking them if they like them, and of course, if it's a picture of yourself and you don't get all the likes you think you should, it's of course going to lead to negative thoughts about yourself. Now, I'm not saying everyone has this because it's true, not everyone does, but everyone that I've talked to Even if they love social media and have the highest of self-esteem, they also do experience the comparison that social media breeds because it's just the nature of the game, right? It's just the way that it's played. And of course, in the age of Facetune where we can make our teeth whiter, our skin smoother, I mean, you can even, you know, make your arms thinner. Like, it's crazy the things you can do. And something that I've really had to remind myself over and over is sometimes the images you see on social media aren't real. But the thing that they also aren't is the whole story. I've been told this for many, many years. And even if I know it, sometimes I can't help but feel the opposite, right? But social media is the highlight reel. Social media is not the whole picture. Someone can be posting a photo of them on a beach, happy and excited, and really just be upset or be going through it in their life. Now, there's nothing wrong with posting fun pictures if you want to. I do it all the time. I mean, especially with all of this quarantine COVID 2020 craziness. You know, we can't really go that many places. So, of course, I'm going to post a really cute picture of me laughing on a beach when I'm actually sitting in sweatpants on Netflix. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I totally am with that program. You can ask my boyfriend. He is Instagram boyfriend sometimes. I love getting a good picture. I also love the memories associated with it. I mean, my phone right now has like 26,000 photos on it dating back five years And I love that I can go through and remember the good times and look at this photo and have these memories. Of course, I do need to probably print them and save them so they don't get lost, but that's a whole other story and has more to do with my procrastination. But we also need to remember that social media does not define your worth. And I think that a lot of us forget that. So that's number one. The other thing, which is real, by the way, is FOMO, fear of missing out. It has been around far longer than social media, but social media exacerbates those feelings because the idea that you're missing out on certain things can impact your self-esteem, trigger anxiety, or fuel even greater social media use. And and the even greater social media use kind of ties into something I'm gonna touch on in a bit called doom scrolling, but we will get into that. FOMO can compel you to pick up your phone every few minutes and obsessively scroll, compulsively check things, And it's a real thing, it's like a real psychological thing. So if you have it sometimes, I know I have it sometimes, it's real, you're not alone, okay? The other couple of things that social media has been known to cause, isolation. There was a study at the University of Pennsylvania that found high use of Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram increases the feelings of loneliness it doesn't decrease it so the parts that we love about social media the connection sometimes it actually does the opposite the study found that reducing social media usage can actually make you feel less lonely and improve your overall well-being So just something to think about if you're feeling a little anxious about social media, a little anxious in general, because the world is nuts right now. I'm with you. I get it. We got this. Of course, again, depression and anxiety can come up because the more that you prioritize social media interaction or your phone over people, that's going to come up. Another thing social media does, and Social Dilemma touches on this a lot, and it's actually very scary, but cyberbullying. Cyberbullying has been around for a long time now, and I don't know how kids in high school honestly do it because I had a little flip phone and I didn't have to worry about being bullied or being on my phone constantly. I mean, I texted friends in my government class because I was bored, but That's completely different, and I was using the T9. If you're too young to remember what T9 is, basically you had to text with just the numbers on the phone pad. You didn't have like an actual keyboard. According to this study, about 10% of teens report being bullied on social media, and many other users are subjected to offensive comments. So those are a few of the effects of social media and the kinds of social media anxiety and, and negative aspects of social media on your mental health. The other thing that's super interesting, just a side note, is social media can also disrupt your sleep. A 2018 British study tied social media use to disrupted and delayed sleep, which then, of course, is associated with depression, anxiety, memory loss, etc., etc. So researchers know that there is a connection between these things and can lead to physical ailments, right, like nausea, headaches, yada, yada, yada. You ever find yourself scrolling, 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 and then you have a headache? Yeah, that's probably not a coincidence. Hashtag, I've been there. So social media is going to be there, and we really just need to self-monitor ourselves more. A 2018 University of Pennsylvania study suggested that self-monitoring can change your perception of social media. The study was like this. They looked at 143 undergrads randomly assigned to two groups. The first group was asked to limit Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat usage to 10 minutes per platform per day. The second was asked to continue as usual. The limited group showed significant reduction in loneliness and depression over those three weeks, while the other group continued using social media and did not show any changes. So the things that we can do to limit this is we can turn off our phones at certain times of day, which is something I'm really trying to do. Disable certain notifications. I mean, this week after my mini realization of like, hey, I don't need to constantly be on my social media. I don't need to constantly worry about what other people think or what other people like on my social media. I am actively trying to not be on social media as much. The other day I was on social media for like 15 minutes for the whole day, and that was huge. You can not bring your phone to bed, which will probably help your sleeping patterns as well. You can, you know, limit your checks. You know, wean yourself off, because I know it's a hard habit to break, we all do it. And you can also just remember, social media is not real life. It's a great communication tool. You know, I love communicating with people, I love meeting new people through social media, I've done it, I have good friends through social media. And I love supporting people through social media. But it's also okay to take a step back. And that's why I wanted to do this episode. I wanted to do this episode because I wanted you to know that you're not alone if you feel overwhelmed, especially right now, especially in 2020. And taking a step back from these things is okay. But it's also okay if you want to post a funny picture, a good picture, you look good, you want to show off, do it. Taking a break is fine. Not taking a break is fine, but if you feel these things and you're comparing yourself to others, whether it is on social media or in real life, whatever that may be, know you're not alone. We all do it, and I'm just trying to figure out how to find the balance, and so I wanted to let you know some of the things that I've learned about social media that show me I'm not crazy and uh, some tools that I'm trying as well. I'm trying to do that downtime thing on my phone where it limits my use of certain apps. I'm trying to make sure if I pull up a social media app, I do whatever I gotta do really quickly. Not that I have to do anything, but you know what I mean. And then I put it away. That brings me to doom scrolling, which I've just learned about, but also has to do with uh, the idea of basically Comparing yourself and doing the endless scroll situation, except doom scrolling is more to do with scrolling for bad news and updates Constantly and like looking for the bad news Essentially, we're uh, just moving over a little bit here going away from the necessarily like the pretty face tuned photos that we all compare to doom scrolling now According to Miriam Webster, doom scrolling and doom surfing are new terms that refer to the tendency to continue to surf or scroll through bad news, even though the news is saddening, disheartening, or depressing. A lot of people in times of crisis and uncertainty pay attention to the news more. We're looking for answers. Doesn't surprise you. This has happened for years. And yet, even when the news is bad and getting worse, we keep scrolling kind of ties back to that social media thing, right? Even if we know that social media is not the best for us, we still scroll and we still post and um, sometimes compare ourselves when we shouldn't, which we're all working on, right? We're going to work on that. So doom surfing is now this term. It's basically scrolling down Twitter, reading news that you know is going to make you anxious or mad or sad or whatever else. It's really become more prevalent now with COVID and with the state of the world and with us all just trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, That's also why I think there's been an increase in anxiety. Honestly, I know for myself, it's not just the social media thing, but the origins of doom surfing. Doom obviously connects to darkness and evil and... Merriam-Webster talks about how, you know, in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, it's bad things. And um, Judge Doom in Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Dr. Doom in Fantastic Four, they are all like evil things, places and villains. So basically, Doom means bad. Let's, let's just break it down get to the back to the basics of that doom means bad so then surfing obviously means surfing the web surfing channels surfing information so that's kind of how doom surfing came about Thank you Miriam Webster now doom scrolling doom surfing is not good for our mental health either according to an article by wired doom scrolling is adding to negative negative things in our lives and anxiety and and issues with our mental health. In the article, they also talk about what I talked about at the beginning of this episode, that for years people have questioned the benefits of Twitter, Facebook, things like that. Again, go watch that documentary, Social Dilemma. It basically talks all about how social media has positives, but also there's a lot of negatives. Again, this article also does point out, like I did before, there are some studies that have found that when you use it responsibly, it can lead to positive things, but it also can lead to negative things. Then you add in a global pandemic or crazy scary things going on in the world, And that's just going to completely like make it worse, make the social media aspect worse and make our anxiety worse. So according to this article, the problem intensifies because social media platforms push these trending topics onto our feeds so we can read them. They said in a situation we engage in these narrow, immediate survival-oriented behaviors, fight-or-flight mode. Combine that with the fact that socially, many of us are not going into work or talking to people or anything like that, so we use social media to find out. Now, a Harvard research scientist says that doom and gloom isn't all the media or social media's fault. They noted that as humans, we always have a natural tendency to pay more attention to negative news than positive news. You know, um, they said that since the 1970s, we know of the mean world syndrome. It's a belief that the world is a more dangerous place to live in than it actually is. So you add that to social media, you add that to what's going on now, doom scrolling can lead to those same long-term effects on mental health. Now, in the same vein of saying that social media has positives and negatives, and in this episode, I'm talking about overcoming those negatives, doom scrolling can be overcome as well. It's never actually going to stop and it's never actually going to stop the doom. You know, being informed is great, but it can also be overwhelming, just like regular social media stuff. So basically, it's important to realize when you're doing that and when you're scrolling to find the bad news and to pull back a little. Same with posting selfies, you know, same with watching what people are doing on social media and wondering why you're not doing it. Why are they at parties? Why am I not doing that? Why are they, you know, they're so successful. What am I doing? Same idea, right? Like scrolling constantly for the bad news, reading all of the bad news, waiting for more bad news. Like it's something that you need to pull back on. You need to recognize that. We need to recognize that because I am guilty of it too. I'm guilty of you know, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, like scrolling and trying to find out what's going on. And every time a new news story gets released or a new symptom or this or that, like, I mean, I think it it goes back to the idea of us always wanting to know, wanting to be informed, wanting to stay connected, wanting to be on top of it. So doom scrolling, my friends, is real. And we all do it, especially right now. So, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I was keeping the intro short because I wanted to get into the meat of it. And now that we are here in the meat of it, I'm going to keep this a little on the shorter side as well, because I don't want to ramble on and on, even though I can talk about this topic probably for hours, because it is something that interests me. I mean, you know, social media is a really big part of that whole hashtag basic thing too. So it's important that we talk about it, because what would a basic bitch be without a good Starbucks Instagram? Seriously. But I am here to tell you that a good Starbucks Instagram is so much fun and so good, but it's okay for us. To step back and not compare our Frappuccinos to other people's Frappuccinos. And also, right now in this crazy, crazy time, recognize that we are going to doom scroll because I know that sometimes I constantly just scroll on Twitter to find out what's going on. Or, I mean, even honestly, I have the news on sometimes when I'm working just because I need to know what's going on. So, you're not alone. It's a crazy, crazy, wild time. Social media is always going to be a thing, there's always going to be comparison. But we got this and we can figure it out. Now in true back to basic form, I couldn't leave you without talking a little pop culture and let you know some things that maybe you should check out. So at the beginning, I also kind of touched on The Social Dilemma, which is a documentary that highlights the dark side of social media. If you're interested, there's also some other crazy movies and documentaries and shows that you can watch that kind of talk about social media and data and computers. Vogue did an article about some of these. A lot of them are on Netflix or Amazon or any of the streaming services. If you're interested, check it out. If you're not, because it's a little creepy, I don't blame you. It kind of took a bit for me to want to watch The Social Dilemma because I use social media every single day, and it's kind of creepy to think about what it actually is. It's the world we live in, so we just got to learn how to use it and how to do it right and do it to benefit us. Anyway, a couple of movies or documentaries, The Social Dilemma, like I had said, The Great Hack, which is also on Netflix, Black Mirror touches on that, which I do need to watch Black Mirror because I know there's a whole thing with Miley Cyrus. And many people have told me Black Mirror is very up my alley because it's like creepy and weird and all these great things. So definitely adding that to my list, my very long, always growing list of TV shows to watch. There's also the movie Searching. Mr. Robot is another one. Um, You can watch the movie Snowden, which of course is about the infamous Edward Snowden. Uh, There's so many movies. I will post the article in the show notes as well if it's something you're interested in. If not, keep doing you. Keep posting those Instagrams and I will double tap them to my heart's content. And I will let you know how my journey to not be on my phone constantly goes, because yeah, definitely definitely got to work on that one myself. Anyway, I know this was a little bit more of a serious quote unquote episode, Uh, but like I said here on Back to Basic, we are getting into the nitty gritty, we are breaking down the basics of a lot of things, a lot of cool things, and fun things, and funny things, and things that affect us all, and social media, and comparison, and doom scrolling, those things affect us all, so... That's what we got. I hope that you enjoyed the episode. I hope that you learned a little something because I know researching this, I learned some stuff as well. And I hope that you enjoyed. Please rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Follow me on Instagram at Danielle Maria Costa. Follow the podcast at Back to Basic Podcast. And let me know who you want me to get back to basic with and what you want me to get back to basic about. I will take all suggestions, and I'm also uh, excited because I want to break down some quote-unquote traditionally basic movies with you, too. I think that'd be fun. That's on the list. Long lists, I got. I got a lot of lists in my life. I digress. It's my podcast. I can do that. So make sure you follow me. Make sure you subscribe, and make sure you have a good week. I will see you on Wednesdays, because on Wednesdays, we podcast.